0: Would you care to step outside? We did it today. Superman. I'm You are The last of Warning: yes, DC and RMD contains adult language and discussions. If you're easily offended, do not continue to listen. Awesome. Oh, sorry. That's your signal. That means we have to go now.
1: Titans are back! Yeah!
2: What is up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of DC on RMD Titans Edition here on Rainman Digital. We're not live on Twitch tonight, but you can still check out all of our past episodes of DC on RMD or any of our Rain Man digital episodes on demand via Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify. Just search DC on RMD and subscribe and like us and review us. I'm your host, Stephen. And tonight we have Lauren. Hello. And David.
3: Hello.
0: And Paul. I have no fear.
2: You will <laughs> you will you will have fear all of us have fear and that's the running theme of this season and tonight we'll break down episode 5 of season 3 of titans titled lazarus uh, they're getting real good with these titles i'll tell you that much and you got to be real goddamn careful to not do what david did and peek ahead because <laughs> yeah. it really can ruin a lot for you oh yeah uh this one's directed by boris Ah uh, man this is a tough one Majowski and written by Brian Edward Hill. And I'll tell you what, these two gentlemen did the Lord's work in this episode. Um, I I, I just, I can't speak highly enough, and we're going to get into this. Um, I was flipping my shit last night. Uh, the pacing, you know, we talked in the last episode at the very end about the pacing of, we've talked about pacing a little bit in, in several of the episodes, but especially that first episode how it was all just rammed really quickly, the death of Jason, it felt rushed, it didn't feel like it got its just desserts, and even the pacing of of episode four was a little off, and when the Corey thing kind of disturbed all of us, they rectified all of it, I believe, in this episode, and made episode one make perfect sense what they were doing, and when you look at what they've done as this at this the season in the season as a whole, um, we're kind of like at a crescendo moment. And we're episode five, I'm guessing
0: thirteen episodes, Paul. Like uh I, I know we already did the math, uh, but I don't remember it. I think okay. it was somewhere between thirteen and fifteen.
2: Yeah, so if if we get more, awesome. But if if we don't, given past seasons, this might be close to the halfway point. And they delivered in a big bad way. Um it it just it just fucking amazing, um we we finally get to understand that that time frame that we talked about last episode between season two and season three, kind of what happened with Jason after leaving San Francisco, obviously pissed off at the Titans, what happened to him, comes back to Gotham and and he's struggling. He 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 wants He's
4: traumatized. To,
2: he's he's traumatized by what happened. He feels betrayed by the team, betrayed by his brother of sorts, um, and wants to get back into the Cape and Cowl and and get back to doing what he's doing. And Bruce kind of just um whether he's been talking to Dick or not, Bruce is wanting him to kind of step back a little bit. And and that's hard that that's that's really hard but to Paul's point the running theme of this entire season is fear yeah. and it's a very human emotion that every human being feels, every animal on the planet feels this it was the running theme of Batman Begins it, which kicked off the verse, and it, which makes perfect sense why we would have Crane involved but everybody feels fear everybody has to deal with it and and the fact that they're making it so, uh, so core to Jason's story as a driver. What do
0: you guys think about that? I love it. I, um, I really like him. I like him being paired up with Scarecrow while also, like, cause, you know, it's a mentor is always going to benefit a boy. Um, but like, then, yeah. He's not just like he's not like Scarecrow Jr., right? He's not Scarecrow's Robin. He no. is utilizing him to be like not the opposite, but like something more, something different, to be like a perfected version of like what Batman is, right? Like and and not not step for step this, but like at the end of Arkham Night, where, you know, theoretically Batman embraces the fear toxin and becomes like something more. Yeah. Um that it's him him cancelling out weakness in himself to be the best thing and and granted we've got this whole revenge plot, and like all of that that's going on, but like at his core, the character that we see in between like he is he is trying to be this anti hero, he is doing good things that we'll you know we'll talk about as the episode goes on, but i just i I love, and like Jason is a character that a lot a lot of people like, and a lot of the people who like him are always going to feel that he is under appreciated um and just this this is fucking knocking it out of the park for just the character of Jason
2: Todd. Oh yeah, Cur- Curran is is doing a phenomenal job. I, I enjoyed his his acting in season 1 and season 2. I think everybody probably felt like maybe he was a little at times too snot-nosed or too much of a shithead, but that's Jason in a lot of ways. Uh, yeah and and it works within the dynamic of this particular story they're telling with all the different characters and how they play off one another but you see this actor really flexing some stuff and we've mentioned it before like i really didn't know who this actor was prior to the show you know i it, it wasn't on my radar and so to see him come in and put in the performance that he put in as as Red Hood, but now peeling back that curtain and seeing this episode, his range. I mean, we saw it in the last episode with with how he dealt with Hank, um, and and just the emotions there. Or, or sorry, episode three. Um, but in this one, you you really see even more of his emotion, his emotional depth, and and yeah. flexibility.
4: Well, you see the the true Jason. This is the true Jason that we get finally get because like. Ever since up to this point, he's been kind of portrayed as almost like influenced by the Joker. You know, the way he toys with people and everything. But in this episode, we finally get to see behind everything. Okay, this is the cause of who he is. And honestly, this is like probably better than the telling of the death of the family of the ultimately the downfall of Jason then turning into the red hood Mm -hmm. because it's so grounded and there's something real about it, especially when you actually throw in the idea that Jason's character at this point is driven by one sole thing. We always thought he was a douchebag; He just wants to one up everybody. Right. But at this point he's driven by fear of losing everything.
2: Yeah. He, I mean, this is a kid that was, was, Forged in, in fire, as it were, being more or less abandoned by his parents. Yeah. Kicked around foster home to foster home and, and craving just someone to want him as a person, as a child, as, you know, a parent.
4: And it's so messed up, too, because you get to that point in that scene when Bruce is like, when he calls him son for the first time. You feel you, that. You feel that because you you got to remember that this is Bruce after he's had his change with dick in the past seasons you know he's starting to actually see his wards more not as soldiers anymore they're his sons they're his you know those are his adopted sons which is
2: interesting when you look at what we've seen in the past couple of episodes where dick's calling him out everybody's barbara calling him out and if you
4: think about it does bruce ever get angry Nope, he Not, takes it in the chin.
2: He he does, and but you know they're really calling him out of how he's viewed and treated these these kids as he's took them under his wing. Um, but this was a side of Bruce that I don't think anybody really saw coming, and and for for Jason to have all of these concerns or fears of abandonment really is what it is right at its core, it's abandonment. So. He, he craves somebody to love him, to care for him, and then to ultimately have Bruce um, call him son, that's, that's got to feel good. That's got to feel but good. It, but it's
4: fleeting. It's fleeting because Jason, to him, him being Robin is more important than actually him being Jason Todd. And that's, that, that was the really tragic part of the episode when you realize Bruce wants to take care of him as his son. That's why he takes away the cowl and he basically says, I don't want you going out here because I want to help you. I want to help you through your trauma first.
2: Because think back to what Dick was berating him about, which happened after these events, because this is a flashback episode. And, and, you you know, Dick was berating him about those things and he had no idea that Bruce was pulling him away from the cape. Right. Pulling him away from it because he wanted to just have a son that, that speaks volumes what's, to his growth.
3: What's interesting about all of it, too, is is that like, yeah, so Dick and Babs were really, really getting on Bruce's case about this, but watching this. And seeing how Bruce was really pulling him away and really trying to, like, from Bruce's perspective, this gesture of, hey, I don't want you to be Robin anymore, is, I love you. Correct. You're my son. I care about you so much that I can't bear to see you get hurt and that's why he's looking at other kids who have other parents and stuff like that you know like they're not his kids they'd be his sidekick and that's it and, 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 and to and, jason it's it's abandonment yep it's a,
2: again it's it's a repeat abandonment and dick had no idea you know dick didn't know that bruce felt this way cuz bruce yeah. is closed off he doesn't share feelings exactly
4: and that's the thing that bruce at this point is trying to rebuild himself mm-hmm. and then but he's not doing it quick enough because yeah, he's gotten Jason to help with Les- uh Leslie Tompkins, which was really cool that they brought that character in. Yeah. And then yeah. but not telling Dick and not telling Barb what's going on. That's that's a Batman thing. That's one of Bruce's big time flaws.
0: I, I wanna I wanna shoehorn myself in here before we get like too far away from things though, is is just exactly what you just said, where you've got these like Bruce versus Batman kind of actions. And you've got, you know, we've we've mentioned several times already that like Batman is the man and Bruce is the mask. And it's, it's like Bruce is trying to, you know, flesh himself out by mm-hmm. having this son, by, um, you know, trying to create more of himself. And meanwhile, Jason is like jason wants to be what batman is he wants robin to be the person and jason is the mask because jason sucks and robin is the only good thing right it's because
3: jason is the one that people have given up
0: yeah and Mm. so you've got bruce you know in a way trying to you know better himself by reaching out in his own eyes reaching out more to jason and like Creating This even even like realistic Relationship not this like crime Fighting partner relationship and Jason is yeah just Completely receiving it the opposite way And feeling like his identity is being Taken from him
2: and that and so that's an Important thing so we're seeing we're seeing Bruce really evolve And grow as a person and It took him how many years we Don't know Bruce's age at this point But we can assume that I would say he's he's nearing Retirement let's say Um, most people don't typically change that late in life or have that kind of growth, but he's going through some real growth, which is good for him as a person. It's good for him as a character. We've never seen something like this, Bruce. And we've said that before. And we're seeing, um, you know, Jason, like you said, Paul, go the opposite direction. Um, And he, he, he has to have that mask because he's defining himself by it. Kind of how yeah. Bruce did for many years. But again, Bruce, Bruce is the mask. And and really, it's Batman that's that's him. So for Jason...
0: Jason to, wants to have that situation.
2: He wants that. And he wants to basically kill the past, kill Jason... The identity of jason robin is his identity he's in an identity crisis and one of the things that i always appreciated about batman and we've talked about this off air is the psychology of batman every rogues gallery person is a microcosm of some psychological disorder and bruce is his own psychological disorder and and for them to play up the fear um you know the, the themes of the fear the abandonment um or or the loss that, that even Dick has has gone through, which is why he was taken under Bruce's wing initially. Yes. So you you have these these very complex human feelings and emotions that everyone goes through in some way, shape, or form in their life. And to see that so written so well on the screen and, and portrayed so well on the screen, you would almost have to be a dead person person inside to not be able to connect and empathize and understand any of the things that are going on
4: well especially since you know like the thing I really do like about how they handled this theme and it kind of peaked in this episode they showed both sides of how fear can be used for the betterment of someone and for the detriment of someone Mm
2: -hmm.
4: for the betterment of someone you see Nightwing Nightwing basically tells Scarecrow in the last episode, I used my fear and I conquered it. Mm-hmm. I faced my fear and I, that's how you, you get better because you conquer your fear, which is a hard thing to which do, which is an incredible hard thing to do, especially if you're being chased by a wolf. But, like, but then you've got Jason who is not like, he's not conquering fear. He's not he's conquering. It. Eliminating he's fear. eliminating it. And like, instead of actually facing his fear, He's deciding. He's taking it off the fucking table. But he's taking a he's taking a shortcut to get there. Short... He's using the drug to actually fight off the fear, and yeah. in a, in a way, that's that's not how you would face fear. That you don't use fear by using a tool. Well, well, it's, I, mean, I mean, he's not facing anything. He's, he's not he's facing, avoiding it. He's it avoiding it. Way. Bingo. Exactly.
2: And that was the the interesting thing about them bringing in Leslie in this. Um, who, who's a fantastic character we've seen her in a couple instances in in various uh incarnations over the years um but to have her be the person that bruce sends jason to to help him kind of combat and face these these emotions face these fears and his natural inclination as is most people when they finally you know especially if he has to deflect or or close yourself off not deal with it find the shortcut. He even says that, like, just prescribe me something. Well, yeah, that yeah. the prescription of whatever the thing is, is is the crutches to help you along until you can get your footing and then well, you kind and he's of, not
0: going to take it anyway. No, as, he's... As he mentioned. Yeah, he's
2: like, not going to take it anyway. But, and so for her to okay, fine, look, let's get to the heart of the matter, and she talks through a lot of the stuff that we're talking about, and he f- tries to flip the script on her and get inside her head after yes. after he finds out that she's she was a former colleague, or at least an associate of some sort of Dr. Crane.
4: Because you want to deflect. And mm-hmm. I, I give a lot of props for the acting in those scenes with Leslie Tompkins and uh, they Jason.
2: A, they picked a good actress.
4: They nailed it. They yeah. nailed it really well how a therapist and a patient talk mm-hmm. because I kid you not when I'm watching this I'm like going, oh I can see what Jason's doing why because I've seen it and I've actually gone through it okay this mm-hmm. is more realistic to me now yeah. <laughs> because like all Jason is doing is what every single person who goes through rehab their first stage which is deflection or, they or- don't want to face yeah. their point and that's the whole the, the really crazy part is Jason the story of Jason is, is about fear and addiction now because Jason is addicted to not only that drug that scarecrow is giving but he's addicted to being a superhero mm-hmm. because he doesn't want to give it up. Yeah. When he's given the opportunity by Bruce to actually, uh, when Bruce says, I want to take care of you as my son, not mm-hmm. as my sidekick. That was something that Jason has been wanting, but then he turns around. Then you realize that no, Jason's addicted to being a superhero.
0: Yeah, yeah, because he's Jason Jason has been lost like his whole fucking life. Yeah. And he feels like he found something with being able to be Robin. He found his calling, he found motivation, he found mm-hmm. whatever. And I mean, yeah, he just he doesn't I don't even know that he's addicted to that. He just doesn't want to lose the well, like the only thing he thinks he has. Yeah.
3: Also, he like okay, so Bruce adopted him and Gave him the chance to be Robin. And since he's been Robin, no one's gotten rid of him. No one has said, no, thank you. We'll pass you along to the next family. So he's tying his feelings of self-worth to Robin.
4: Yeah. Because that's the one
3: time that he's been useful, that he's been wanted, that he's been necessary to someone Whereas everything else was just, he just got kicked to the curb.
4: Yeah. And then you got to remember that Jason's story in Titans begins how... Bruce sends him away to go get is, trained by his brother which is just another
2: <laughs> form of abandonment, abandonment and being pushed away yeah.
4: and that was the first crack that was well, the and, first domino yeah. Shit. So, and then when
0: he you know as he stated he got bored with that family so he went back to which, Bruce which is a horseshit statement right. by the way right. that's yeah. him
2: covering his emotions he, protecting himself
0: so again you know he, he gets sent for, he gets abandoned by Bruce and sent to this other family uh that family fails him in you know so many ways. He goes back to Bruce and then you know x amount of time passes, and Bruce is taking Robin away from him. Mm-hmm. You mentioned earlier that he you know he tried to like kill his past mm-hmm. and i mean yeah in in the reveal when he and Dick are first fighting um and like granted he. It, Dick, Dick knows who it is, right? So he's calling him Jason. He's not calling him Robin, but he responds to Jason as "I have a new name now." Like Jason is gone, I am Red Hood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. he's
2: he's redefining his identity in in a way again to protect himself. Yeah, but never confronting or facing. And to your point, uh, David again that's a very human thing to do it's a very human thing looking in the mirror and confronting your own demons and the things whether it's a fear-based problem whatever it is everybody is afraid to look in the mirror and face the 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 personality flaws the character flaws anything that you personally feel that you should probably work on it's a hard thing to self reflect and work on that. And it can be even harder when, when other people are telling you because you don't want to hear exactly. that. You never want to hear that. Yeah. And, and that really further instills you closing yourself off from that, from that, um, from hearing those, that messaging from, especially when it's people that, that you love or you feel love you. Yeah. That's a hard pill for anybody to swallow.
4: And that's why you would, the whole story of the bat family just basically shows that while we all root for the Bat Family, in all honesty, Bat Family is the most messed up, you know, family you could possibly have. Because there's a
3: lot of emotional baggage. There's a yes. lot of emotional
4: baggage. I mean, Bruce has to, number one, he, he, he still has to deal with the fact that Crime Alley is still important to him. That's his, that, that will be a mark on him forever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So the fact that basically you now see that Bruce started taking steps to actually get over the quote unquote Batman complex they had in the later series because he sees, you know, I distanced myself from my first son.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: I'm going to try to fix that. Then he tries to actually help his second son. It makes sense that basically Bruce fails at this because he's not going to get it. <laughs> just he, overnight he's not going
2: to get it overnight and he he did a classic bruce move which was and and jason calls him on it just through their their dialogue his, um,
0: his lack of bedside manner yeah <laughs> yeah well just just you
2: you don't know at any moment how much you can trust bruce because of the way he thinks he's very calculating and strategic and everything and, and jason called him on you talk to leslie oh no no uh that's patient client Confidentiality, bullshit. We bullshit. know Bruce. I mean,
0: like, absolutely. I feel like Bruce would want that information, and like, would he get it? Would he just hack Leslie's laptop or something? Probably. If there was but already. I a- really like. I just in comics and everything. I have always like trusted the Leslie Tompkins character. I, I trust. Yeah, I trust. She would just tell Bruce that shit. I agree. I trust
2: Leslie. I don't trust Bruce to not break in either whether it was digital hacking of her notes or breaking in and reading her notes that is very much a Bruce thing to do and so I, I can empathize with Jason's concern over that and you know, ultimately Bruce makes the call to clip his wings. Right? You're you're done. You're you're putting up the cape. You're putting up the domino mask. You're done.
4: And that essentially is what breaks Jason. From that, that is way. that's
2: the final straw.
4: And and you know, let's not forget,
2: Jason tried to be a badass towards the beginning of the at the beginning of the episode. And kind of, you know, puff up his chest in the streets and and fuck up this Joker thug in the alleyway in front of his, you know, his flame, this girl that he's trying
0: to court. That he met. (laughs) Well, he he clearly knew her from... I I think we are given the impression that they've been friends since, like... His like street rat days. Yeah. Maybe it
2: was from those. Maybe they knew each other from a foster home. Who knows? But they know each other and he's going to try to be the badass and and, and kind of flex a little in front of her and and take out this this guy. And the guy pimp slaps him, essentially. Honestly, I was I was surprised (laughs) that that played out the way that I, I was, too. I was too in a good way. Like I thought he was actually going to have a moment here and maybe, maybe he would have a happy life, but we know better because we know this is a flash. Yeah,
4: exactly. And the thing is for that character of Jason, that's, uh, I've always expected that he was going to get his ass kicked. Oh yeah. Cause especially like, you know, I think it's just because also partly because I, uh, I love the character and I've always loved the story of death and the family. Jason is a hothead hotheads get their asses kicked all the time all the time (laughs) it's 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 just a characteristic
0: it's 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 a or b uh because a hothead you know they're gonna mouth off regardless right they're they're gonna get mad they're gonna they're gonna sooner or later you're
2: gonna mouth off to the wrong person
0: and yeah and and you're going to get into fights eventually theoretically you'll get good at being in fights yeah in theory,
4: or at in least theory. learn to take a beating. But there's well, always yeah. <laughs> there's always that time when Jason is going to go. Always, he's going to get into something that's just over his head.
2: And he didn't have he didn't have his badass toys. He didn't have his badass nope. armor and 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 or the protection of a mask uh, of hiding his identity. Which ultimately it didn't matter in this situation. But he fucked up he he made the classic Jason hothead mistake and he got his ass beat and all of these things that you, you said it earlier, David, these are just dominoes that They're just keep, just keep falling. falling one after the other until ultimately the, the seed was planted in Leslie's office yes. of, of, of crane and the fear. And he was a master of the, of knowledge around fear. Yes. I know who, you know crane is i know the records in the back computer i know all these these things and there's probably a time where they they've met on the battlefield let's mm-hmm. say so he goes to Arkham, which was rather interesting. Apparently, anybody can just walk into Arkham and get yeah, a visitor's like that, that. Is,
0: that genuinely made it into my notes. It's like I don't think uh, some boy ass boy can just walk into fucking Arkham. <laughs> let's do like, past a cop car as it's leaving at night. Like, let's do. Uh, but you know what?
4: That's always been something that. I Is mean, Arkham he had a cute little the, visitors' patch even, so. even in even in even in the comics, it's always been like that. Like Arkham just has no security.
0: No, it's just a, a, a clearly a <laughs> no. door that's wide open. It's, it's wide open. Oh, hello, are you the receptionist? Yes, I'd like to see the bad man, please. <laughs>
2: yeah. So let's do an experiment. Let's take a field trip and let's just go to the, the nearest uh, sanitarium. And and let's see uh, if we can just get in and, and talk. We, we would like to talk to the craziest person that you have. Can we do that? <laughs> can we do that? We get tossed out of there so goddamn fast. Oh, Point yeah.
0: me in the direction of your craziest man.
2: Yeah. They would be like, um, we have a jacket for you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: so it just you see these dominoes falling. You see where this is headed. And, and ultimately, he goes to Crane, and, and you can see where Crane sees an opportunity. Crane's not a dummy. He, he's a trained psychologist, psychotherapist, psych, and someone trained in, in psycho, uh, psychotropics, right? So he's going to use this to his advantage. Here's somebody coming to me from a place of need, emotional need, and I see that plain as day. I'm going to take advantage of that like a
4: motherfucker. The coolest part for Scarecrow was in the very beginning when he explains his full plan, which makes sense. He wants to take control of Gotham. That's pretty much a Scarecrow thing. That's all of their plans. uh, But overall, he wants to use fear because what does he tell Jason? If you control fear and you control the masses, they will come to you like a little dog. And what does he do to Jason? He gives Jason the drug, and Jason just takes it up it, like Jason's Pavlov's not, dog. Yeah,
2: not even, not even, uh, you know, reading reading the tea leaves. Not even close because he's in a hot emotional state. State and and those emotional states when you're in a hot state like that that can last for days if not weeks as years. It imp- even well years. even years if you're carrying the resentments and you're yeah. carrying the baggage but something that you're deciding on right now you will subconsciously make a dumbass choice or a dumbass decision and not even know it because you're still subconsciously dealing with something that happened two yeah. hours or two days or two weeks prior and you
0: don't know it. That's that's just being human. But the The two of them are like – they're on the same wavelength though because like like Scarecrow is a more grand scheme with like literally take the city hostage and then benefit – But, like, Jason as, like, kind of debuting anti-hero, when we first see him and him gathering those families together, and I'm going to get 40% of everything you guys do, like, that was the same kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. And I I believe in that situation that that was, like, that was a Jason plan. That was him establishing himself.
4: Because Uh, Jason wants to believe he has control once he has no fear. Once he has no fear. But the person that's really controlling him is Scarecrow because... Jason needs his little, little, little fix. He needs, he needs mommy's little he helper. If he doesn't get that fix, oh, something bad's gonna happen. Do you,
0: do you think that scarecrow's like version of it, the one that he makes and is now like? Yes. Do you think that there is like an addictive element oh, to that one specifically? 100%.
4: No, do you think, What's that, Lauren? Do you
3: think, in addition to addictive properties, do you think that? There's a little something, something else in there too to really make Jason more susceptible, aggressive, more. Oh, yeah, I think it's all of them. more impressionable. I think part, yeah.
0: Part of the you know the whatever this theoretical thing, uh, man. Who would have thought anti fear toxin? Yep, um, anti fear toxin. <laughs> Paul, <laughs> better... who would think of uh, that? Weird. So you know the whatever this would do to the body to cancel out fear um you know my my assumption would be like adrenaline is probably in there somewhere so yeah this is going yeah, to like that's heighten a, reflexes well, that's his increase eyes,
2: strength his yeah. eyes dilate right it's, so absolutely it's it's hitting on those those chemicals in the brain but i i think lauren you're on to something right like this is a guy yeah. that is a master chemist in psychotropics. So of course, I'm gonna give you what you need based on what you're asking me for, which is control your fear but I'm going to yes. sprinkle a little bit of extra something, something in there that right. is going to make you susceptible to influence more than you already are in your emotional state. It's probably even in addition to the, to the adrenaline, something that's going to amp you up some kind of methamphetamine properties that's going to get you, mm-hmm. you know, it, 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 it's, it's genius what they're doing right here as a storytelling mm-hmm. element. It, it's, it's really, truly genius. And to yeah. get him starting to take it, um, pushes him over the edge, makes him more more overly confident than Jason already is on any given day of the week to go out and say, oh, "Fuck it, I'm going after the Joker. I can take him down."
4: You know what was amazing about that too is like it it really hit me the parallel between the entire seasons. Season season 1 to season 3 we're in now. The parallel between Jason and Dick is awesome because if you look at Dick's story, he rose above everything. He rose above his fear. He rose above all the problems that the baggage, quote unquote, baggage. Yeah, he he basically got himself, quote unquote, clean. Because remember how does it end? He's in a penitentiary, basically, kind of being by himself. So forcing even, him to become
0: clean, even just just a a simple level, it's it's the evolution of Dick. Wanting to still do the thing, but like trying to get away from being Robin and Jason trying to like figure out how to still Stay be, Robin. be
4: Robin. Yeah,
2: it's, it, there's a parallel there or, or, or almost like a mirror image where you're seeing one person take the high road, the other person take the low road. Yes. But both of them basically going back to what we were talking about earlier of looking at the mirror and dealing with something. Generally, someone has to hit a brick wall and fall on their face. Before they they deal with whatever the deal thing is it. they need to deal with. Yeah. and In Dick's case, it was the penitentiary penitentiary and, and d- deciding I have to leave the Robin cape behind, but I have to become something I have to evolve. evolve. I have to be better than I was. And Jason taking the opposite road. Yeah, betrayal
4: and drugs. Betrayal (laughs) and Jugs. And then you get the Red Hood. So instead of Nightwing, you get the Red Hood.
2: Which is, again, beautiful. They're pulling so many awesome things. I was talking to Mike about this before you guys uh, got to the studio. Uh, They're pulling all these these little nuggets, just like the Arkham games. It's one of the beautiful things about the Arkham games is it's an amalgamation of hundreds and hundreds of of nuggets and pieces throughout the 80-plus years of Batman lore and creating awesome world in which you can be the dark knight you can be these other characters and you can live and breathe and smell that world right it's it, all the way down to the little easter egg shit and we're seeing the same thing here so these these writers and these directors that are putting this series together but particularly this season they have 80 years of history they can pull from and they're pulling the best of the best nuggets and sewing them together in what i think up there with the Arkham is arguably the best batman I could ever hope to see because they're they're riding on the shoulders of giants and they're doing it right, yeah, so kudos and a half to them because i it's amazing
0: it's crazy how much we don't need the blackfire part of this season
4: so yeah. amazing that's amazing
0: the, point there Paul. it's a,
4: it's an amazing point, but it's also kind of like it just really focuses in on the on a character on a character but like it also focuses on the problem could the blackfire story be a problem this season
0: yes yes it it absolutely could and not just blackfire because like we know there's more coming granted it was like a weird ghost dream flashback thing but like we saw donna for the first time this season and she and raven are somewhere they are in this season (laughs) Season. i've seen i've seen footage
2: they're coming so let's hope that the blackfire thing doesn't continue to be a detractor because what they did here it's
4: the best part of the season
2: it it is because the, the again beyond the running theme of fear that's Certainly, tapping into all. Starfire was dealing with fear, fear oh, of the yeah. unknown, fear of what she's dealing with with her visions, fear of dealing with her sister, fear of Gar, actually
4: hurting her teammates.
2: Yeah, fear of hurting her teammates and those around her. Yeah. Connor f- afraid that he's never going to live up to be as good as Superman. Gar feeling fearing he's never going to live up to be like any of the other. He's titans. not,
4: not going to be part of the team. He doesn't feel. I'm just yeah. a freaking
2: green tiger, man.
4: <laughs> it, it, it's, I want him to turn it to the green gorilla, though. Well, of he course. has to turn into the gorilla at some point.
2: It'll happen. For they'll they'll find a beautiful way to make that happen. I I can almost guarantee it. Um, let's take a real quick break, and when we get back, I want to talk about the the comeback of Jason. we're back so jason we see him go take the try to take out the joker like we did in the very first episode at the very beginning <laughs> homeboy gets his ass absolutely whooped and when he gets pulled out of that um morgue body bag yeah and out of that body bag his face
4: was wrecked we can finally we wrecked. finally the, the, the mystery that we've all been wondering who freaking rate uh, well we knew, it, him back. we knew it was that guy
2: yeah. We knew it was that guy with the Detroit Lions hat The Detroit Lions stuff was in his Apartment before he got tossed out the fucking Window but It was Crane pulling was Crane these, pulling these strings, the strings This entire time Not just with Jason
4: But he has a plan Well that that scene I thought I love that shot Of when Crane Finds out Jason Todd is killed by the Joker and he just gets oh. this smile because he knows God. his plan's coming to effect. Cause in a lot in, in a lot of ways, Crane knew if Jason was gonna go after Joker, he's gonna get killed. He knew it. He knew it. He knew it, it from the get go.
2: Th- these are master class chess moves, which makes it all the more genius that in those episodes we got the the chess move yeah. right there on Front Street.
3: God, it's it's leverage, you know, it's it's like it's trust that he's earning from Jason because, oh, no, you messed up and got killed.
4: Yeah, they have brought Scarecrow. I never thought I would think that Scarecrow would be my favorite villain. In a DC show,
2: so because like it's he, Scarecrow, he's always been one of my favorite villains. Scarecrow's always. great. Shut up, David. No, you no, don't Scarecrow's like Scarecrow's But I mean, would
4: my, you <laughs> rather want? Do you like Joker, Riddler? There's other rogues gallery. No, my I, I would like take Scarecrow, over Scarecrow over Riddler
0: for sure. It, and I am surprised yeah. we've seen as much Joker as we have in this because of because of what the character is and what this property is. You know, we're not. He's he's never going to be the big bad no. in a season of Titans. And now he's the and
2: big bad. You know yeah, he's, he's yeah. dead. So of course, yeah. the the Batman Joker relationship, it's a given. Joker is by and, by and large number one. But for me, it's always been Scarecrow is number two, and number three was always Two Face because I, I appreciate put, the duality of the personality. I always
4: like Two Face. Two Face. There was it's a it was a really personal story between Batman and Harvey Dent because it's Batman's one failure.
0: <laughs> Two-Face has to be a personal story, though. And I think he would be... A, he's a great character for a movie. I think he's a hard character for a TV
4: show. For a TV
2: show? Yeah. He's, he is. So he throws him into the pit... You know, we find out later that this is one of many pits. You know, I, I threw in the notes, too. For
4: It's for, one of Rache's pits. It's one of Rache's pits, pits yeah, there are right.
2: Lazarus pits all over the place. They're, they're all over the world. We've, we've known this, and for the uninitiated, you know, we, we didn't really... Uh, yeah, actually, that
0: is a very good point, because, like, what the fuck is this if you're not a, it, a DC mainstay? Yeah, if,
2: if you're not a DC uh, follower or a, a huge Batman fan that, that knows the lore... The Lazarus Pit was in Batman 232. And I put in the notes here just again for the uninitiated. Leslie was in Detective 457. Um, the Lazarus Pit was also the first appearance of Raish, right? So beautiful. Um, both of those are beautiful characters and, and beautiful story arcs from Denny O'Neill, uh, with Neil Adams create co creating these characters. And, and so this is core to Batman lore as all of us. Die hard fans i mean all four of us on this show are diehard i know paul you and i probably mainline this shit um
4: well that's why like you know it's easier for us to embrace the fact the 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 idea that there's just lazarus pits everywhere because we as conflict yeah. fans we know this do we it's, do we do
0: we want to actually like very very briefly like what the fuck is a lazarus pit so it will bring
2: someone back from the dead yeah, it essentially is, it is and what,
3: heal them
4: yeah. essentially essentially it ties to Rachel Gale who's been immortal basically, and the only way he's been able to sustain his immortality, but is by bathing into the Lazarus pit
2: and then coming out. And the w-
4: side effect of a Lazarus pick, though, is it drives you insane. So here's what's
0: in, a, in typical t- t- canon.
4: In we typical don't know canon. if that's a
0: thing in this yet,
2: and yeah. I don't think it is. I, and I don't, and I'm okay if they if they make that minor adjustment and that minor tweet because in the books it drives Jason insane, insane. and pushes him down this path of the Red Hood. But we have like drugs at Scarecrow this time so we, we, don't we don't need, need yeah. it we, we have an it. emotionally unstable person that's afraid of everything he's on drugs he's being manipulated all of that in the context of the story they're telling makes perfect sense there's no need to fuck it up Although, and, and what,
0: straight up this is better because i agree it, it in in comics it driving him crazy and like whether the actual Lazarus Pit is what brought him back, or like this event that was going on in comics and sending shockwaves through. Whether that was really the thing, mm-hmm. it was it was messy, and Hips. we got to a good point. But this is just a better way to oh, tell it's the better, story.
4: It's a better way to tell a story. It, by
1: it, far. it is.
2: It worked in the books. Again, it, it makes sense because of Raish being who he is, and it kind of being um, an eco bio eco terrorist, as it were, and wanting to save the planet and all that stuff. You can see how it would drive someone down a path. Of, of thinking like that, right? And and you can see why it works for for Jason. But again, it's unnecessary in this story that they're telling.
4: The only thing, the only thing I, I would want to know. It's just the, the little n- nibble on my brain when they said they used the Lazarus pit. I was like, going, Are we going to say that race? Race Ra- 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 has to know. What happened to Raish? Because he protects all of his Lazarus pits. So Raish. Okay. Is- so when when we were looking
0: at the trophy case, there was a sword with it's like Raich's yeah. sword. So yeah. and and that is the implication that maybe he's not dead, but he is in some way defeated. <laughs> we know because he's Scarecrow's not- mask was in there, and Scarecrow is in Arkham.
2: We know he's not dead because in episode two or three, I can't remember which one. You have to go back and look. Um, they make a comment. um about rache and it was either dick or, or Don says oh rache is in such and such yeah. they, they knew where he was and i can't remember the yeah. name of the place it was like katmandu or some shit yeah. i know that wasn't it but he's somewhere else
4: but Time you you'd by. have to figure okay so did scarecrow actually request some assistance from rache because i was like going race isn't gonna let anyone just stick someone in the lazarus I mean, pit. It,
3: it, it, I mean but it happens though yeah it does people sneak in and take a little dip it happens
0: have a spitz and well, so and... so the, yep. a, another thing is like in, in Comic lore, the Lazarus Pit, will only work for, like, one person. So you can't just have a bunch of people taking little dips in one spot. That's why the location of, like, all of them is an important is thing. Important. But if you just change yeah. that one little rule, it's significantly less important. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's easier yeah. to get away with, like, hey, we found one down here, and, like, he doesn't know about it. Keeping it a secret in general is, is a like, a question that I have, but... But, but you know it's fucking Argus the whole place is dirty, I guess so. it's just
4: it just leads me to wanting would I would be really happy if they brought in a character like Raish. I would
2: but we don't need it right now we don't we've got now. a lot going on, and I do appreciate the fact that this guy with the detroit uh tiger's hat throws this guy he throws Jason in there. And sits there and watches it, which, by the way, the visual effects of how the pool worked, how the pit was worked, cool, was really cool. That was cool. And you can see in his face, like, he's acknowledging what he's seeing. Like, holy shit, what the hell? And so... the to, colors, too. I really like the blue. But but to in that character, because that character got tossed out the window. Of course, Jason can't leave him alive to know about yeah. this Lazarus pit. That guy's getting tossed, right? Yes. So, so it was just... A, a beautiful way to make
0: that make sense and tie it up with a pretty bow and you're done Uh-huh. Um, I, Roz in the league could be a thing for season 4 though especially if they use be, this pit for maybe Donna or maybe also someone else
2: so again we know Raven was there trying to do whatever she's doing if this is if they find out Jason was brought back through a pit then it's going to make perfect sense um, towards the end of the season or later in the season that well, maybe this is our solution to bring back Donna.
0: And the more you use it, the more it's going to get talked about. it gets In back race. to Roz. Yeah, She's
2: like hey, he's, what the fuck? He's going to show up. And <laughs> Don't steal my gimmick. <laughs> <laughs> Don't steal my gimmick. Don't steal my gimmick. And and so it's just the seeds that they're sowing and planting are are just phenomenal. Um, one of the other things that I wanted to talk about, just some some real awesome. And you, you mentioned it, Paul. The the, the sword, but. In that episode when they bring the Titans in a, a few episodes back, and they all wanted to see the Bat suit, so they wanted to see the Batmobile. We didn't get to see it, but we got to see a lot of other cool shit that we all know. The fact that they had a ventriloquist
4: dummy in there,
2: mm-hmm. little, little Scarface. Or, or Scarface, yeah, yeah I knew incredible. You
4: would be creaming your jeans, oh in dude, this scene because was, I'm like, going, wow, that's a, a lot of people they've dealt with. <laughs> I want that prop, the ventriloquist w- dummy.
2: I yeah. want that in my house sitting somewhere because it was so beautifully done. You know, the coin, the, of course the Joker cards, whatever it, it, we've seen those a million times. Uh, the, the coin still love the coin is yeah. like I say, he's in my, he's my third, third guy, the Catwoman goggles. Catwoman's well, Domino and the whip. That yeah. was,
4: that was cool. Also tying it to when Bruce, when Jason mentions, have you slept with Leslie? Bruce alludes that basically he slept with, uh, Catwoman, well, I mean, yeah. he alludes
0: yeah. that he slept with and Leslie too. Does. We know cat he fucked run. Leslie. <laughs> <laughs> Was. The, this, this stupid line with, the um, you know, hey, the, the fancy car has gas in it, go hang out with your lady friend. If she owns a cat,
4: run, yeah. she
0: owns a cat, run. again, just beautiful. But we know Fucking Bruce got jokes, we, we know, yeah, he's got jokes.
2: We know Bruce, uh, dated Leslie in, in the comics, yes. uh, um, we, we know that from other source material. And so, it, it, but seeing all that stuff, all those collectibles, all those villain collectibles, um, goddamn, that was some cool shit. That was just really, really cool.
0: I mean, the fear toxin was like, oh, okay, well, that's where this comes from, and that's, and then it pans over, and you get the mask. And- the the mask? mask. Oh my god! So I've got to tell was you, really cool. It was, it was a very, I want that mask. It, it I want that too. Quite, you want
4: the dummy? I want the mask. <laughs> I want
0: all of it, honestly. But it wasn't quite Arkham Knight, but it was very much like the Arkham Asylum costume.
4: It's, mask. Yeah. it's a, it's
2: a combo. So I really liked what they did with the scarecrow mask in Batman Begins. It made sense in the context of the realism that 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 trilogy was trying to ground everything in. This took that and added to it yeah. the the Arkham mask like you're saying, Paul, where it has some gas mask like elements to it. And I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that's the best version of scarecrow's mask I think I've ever seen. Just in general? Just in general, because it brings things that make sense together so well, do we and want it's to see fucking him.
0: terrifying to look
4: at. Do we want to see him in that mask is the question. Don't season.
0: be fucking stupid, David. Of course we do. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so
4: again... That's the dumbest question I've ever heard.
0: You sound so goddamn stupid right now. <laughs> yeah,
2: David.
4: I just like throwing that out there.
2: What I imagine we could see is is more manipulation from Crane of Jason to coerce him he knows how to get into the cave and unless bruce comes back can you can you get in there and get me my mask can you get in can there can you get, get me in there even better
3: yeah <laughs> get oh, me God. in
2: there oh he did say man he i'm going to get all everything. the crows out of that cave yeah what was that Lauren?
3: he did say he wanted everything he, he all of the knowledge everything he could possibly get all of he it you wants
2: he wants, he wants all of it and God. S- it's so good.
0: It's I, so good. I fucking hope we get to see the 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 upside down bat signal that like creates the the scary face. Mm.
1: Oh
4: yeah, mm.
2: good pull. Like yes, yes, all of that, all of that. Um, you know, and at the end of the episode, the other thing that I really appreciated was it came full circle from the beginning. Jason's going to beat ass on, on this guy that beat his ass and take him out. Yeah. And it was a beautiful homage to 89 Batman. He's literally got this guy and he says, I want you to tell all your friends about me. And they go, who, who are you? And normally we'd say, I'm Batman. Yeah. And he shoots the fucker right in the head <laughs> and says, "I'm gonna tell everybody
0: and the the <sighs> the aftermath spray effect of the bullet was like, "Oh, that's a cool gun yes, <laughs> yes. it's it's just i can't I can't
2: praise this episode enough. The season as a whole is really doing everything for me except for the blackfire. Let's see if they course correct, yes, but this episode is arguably some of the best if not the best Batman writing I've personally ever consumed and I am mainlining the shit out of it like it is so good (laughs) so let's take a quick break and we'll come back and really quickly do our scores and we're back so I'm gonna go first just because I'm so so excited about this and I'm just gonna say it right now it's a 99 for me it, it is a ninety-nine, and the only one percent that it didn't get from me was the fact that he was being puppeteered, and it wasn't allowing Jason to kind of be on his own. But it works in the context of the of the story they're telling, so I I, I will I will allow it. But yes, ninety-nine for me
0: um i my my one question we got we got so many answers especially from like the first couple episodes and i adore that it it fits so well and that's great and like so we understand how bruce could have seen the dead body because it was dead as hell um but just wh- what did bruce bury you know that's still kind of a loose end for me i wish he had like that's fair i wish he had been given an urn of fake ashes and like that were on the mantle instead of buried next to Alfred, and then I'd have no issues with anything.
2: But as we found with this episode, as a flashback, again, Bruce is just as strategic as what we're seeing from Scarecrow. And you had mentioned it last episode. Like, what is what is his plan? Does is he seeing some chess moves that we're not? So,
0: uh, but, what do you what do you, you get? Yeah, that that said. Um... I, I don't know if we can do better than this this season, but like I want to I want to have a little bit of room to grow. So I'm going to do a 97. OK, Lauren,
3: uh, I'm going with a 99 as well. I think Ooh, dog! Um, I'm yeah, I'm not I'm not even thinking about like what any future episodes are going to be and and like needing room to grow from this because this is one of the best episodes of television that has been adapted from, you know, other source material the- that I think I've ever watched. I agree. It, it was, yeah, the cinematography was great. The acting was great. The storytelling was great. The pacing was great. The musical choices were great. Everything was great. <laughs> I don't think, I, I'm sure there's something I could find that would make me go, oh, it's not a perfect episode, but it was so close. It, it was. It was so good. I don't have a single real critique.
2: The earth could open up right now and swallow us all whole and I could <laughs> never see the rest of it and I would die a happy man knowing that <laughs> yeah. I saw this. And you you hit on something we didn't even talk about, Lauren. The musical choices in this season as a whole has been really phenomenal. Mm-hmm. This episode in particular, the drug-induced... Uh, scene with Scarecrow in Arkham with Jason playing Inagata Devita. The lyrics of that song are all about trust, trust, and taking my hand. And what is he doing with Jason? Fuck, it's good. Yeah.
0: He also kind of and danced like how I would imagine a Scarecrow would dance. High as balls, yes. dancing and, and yes. the, the weird, weird and stiff it? foot movements. Yes. Uh, by the way, I have changed mine to a ninety-eight. Oh, oh, is that so? <laughs> it's, it's in the notes. Oh, you've already updated. Okay, fair enough. David, let's, let's bring uh, well, it
4: up. I'm going to go one better. I'm I'm going to go with 100. Oh, this is 100. snap, son. Taken into effect, this episode, just by itself, it was perfectly written. It was perfectly written for the story that they were trying to tell. Mm. I know that uh, there's some people out there that might say, well, what about the rest of the team? This is called the Titans.
2: Fuck them. <laughs> yeah, shut up. Shut up this about it. This
4: episode by itself written by itself is perfectly written. It, the pacing was just on on point. on point. You had really the carry of the theme. You set up a fantastic villain now because that's since, uh, since the very beginning we were like going who's the big bad? Well, we kind of get the sense that now Crane has established himself as the apex predator yes. at this point. Jason's just a pawn to him, yep. and the like, way Jason
0: isn't something to take lightly
4: either. He's, but but he, Scarecrow's smart enough to basically say he knows that he's not going to actually it's, um, take advantage it, of it, Jason. We'll
2: it's safe to say we have a new dynamic duo. Yeah, and it's going to be mm-hmm. a dangerous dynamic duo.
4: It's going to be interesting to how uh, Dick fits into all this. <laughs> oh boy! But. That that element in itself, because <laughs> I can't picture Nightwing. I can't picture Nightwing outdoing these two. St- Scarecrow is too smart at this point. He's a strategic master. Yes, I heard that. <laughs> <laughs> but it almost feels like. Remember in the very beginning, me and uh, me and you, Steve, were saying, "Do we need Batman back?" At this point, because of how well written they they set up their villains, mm-hmm. it feels like. No, Nightwing needs Batman. I can't see Nightwing beating Scarecrow right now.
2: Or, or Dick,
4: even or even Jason.
2: Or does Dick need to take up the cowl? We'll find out as yes. as we keep going.
0: I, I would like to leave with a, a final just question to ponder. After this season, do we need uh just a Gotham spin off show? A, a Bat Family specific
2: We are not doing Gotham again.
0: No, let's let's do a good show. Okay. Well, here's it's literally this show. Just give me another season of okay. this season.
2: Okay. Fair enough. So we'll ponder that until the next episode. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And you can tune in and check out all of our past DC on RMD episodes for any of our shows on DC on RMD Check us out on the Twitters, the Facebook, the Instagrams, DC on RMD. And don't forget to, to tune in and watch us live on Twitch later.
0: Who are you, bitches? Mother of God, would you look at the time when you came here, you had an hour.